0: You're listening to the Kingdom Flow Podcast. I'm Kyle Jones. And I'm Ian Sperry. Now more than ever, we're in a time
1: where Christians need to rise up and business owners and corporate executives have a great opportunity to capture hearts by living out their faith, holding the line that's being challenged every day.
0: Listen in as we work to uncover ways to help you live your life by design and challenge the norm by talking about how we break down barriers and truly encourage you to go all in on your faith. And also don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. Let's go. God, we love you. And we just want to come before you as as brothers under Christ, Lord. And we just uh, posture our hearts towards you, Lord. God, we just pray you'll take this conversation and move somebody, touch somebody, and challenge somebody and challenge us as we process the information that we're about to discuss Lord, we love you. We're grateful for technology. We're we're grateful that we have this platform to be able to have these types of conversations and let other people listen in. Lord, we love you. We pray you'll bless the folks on the other side of this podcast. And uh, we just give this all to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good prayer. Thank you. Was it incredible? It
1: was an incredible prayer.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, you know, before we get into it, I've I've, got to say, I was coming prepared today to kind of do an intervention, Hmm. but it looks like that's not needed anymore. Oh. It looks like you shaved your mustache. (laughs) I did not know where you
1: were going with that.
0: Yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm
1: trying. Uh, I was, while well, I was trying, and it, uh, the caterpillar is now gone. <laughs> I have been uh, freed from the burden of trying to grow a beard or a mustache. Yeah, it. Uh, you, you, you went along with it for a while though, dude. I was all in for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and then my barber, I, I don't know if I, I, my barber who speaks zero English, that's when I knew it was bad. So I go in to get my haircut, and. He 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 does a double take at my uh face doesn't say a word and just kind of shakes his head <laughs> and that's when I knew I said, if he doesn't even, if he is shaking his head with no words, like what are people, what are people thinking when they look at me? There's no words, no words
0: needed. Yeah. It was bad. So, uh, I actually went and, um, I queued up the, the intro music to that show intervention and I was going to play it for everybody <laughs> before we kicked it off. So that's thank good. you. Cause that was going to take some more work for me. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Looking glad, across. glad to see your baby face back.
1: Yes. I'm, I'm, it's clean and, uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, myself
0: again <laughs> oh well um yeah we're we're back here uh we've gotten some episodes out yeah. so by now um there's this this is episode five mm-hmm. so we did two on our own and then we've got um collie we did. We interviewed him. That was a two-parter That's because a it one. was just a great story. And uh, definitely, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to the first episode from Kyle, and then the second part because uh, he really lays it out in that first part of the episode. And it was just an incredible story about uh, just his testimony and yeah. his upbringing.
1: I I really wasn't. I knew he was going to give some of the testimony, but I wasn't expecting it to go that deep into it. But man, it was that was. It was intense. Intense. Yeah. yeah it was I mean, one, I man. could
0: feel it in the room just being there. It was, it was great. It was great. Um, well, today I wanted to kind of set the, the premise with... Um, Just an analogy that I think is useful to, you know, what we established is, I don't know if it's our mission or our, you know, just our tagline, but, you know, with Kingdom Flow, it's order, identity, and all in. Mm -hmm. And that might evolve into something else, but I think that that feels pretty good right now. And so I think I wanted to hone in today more on the all in aspect of, of that pillar. Okay. Pillar. I like that three pillars of kingdom flow. Flow. There it is. We just came up with some of (laughs) this. So the third pillar of what kingdom flow means. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Um, So there's this, the analogy is, is this, um, to kind of lay the context. So I think most people probably know what a decathlon is. Mm-hmm. So decathlon, if you don't know, is an event in track and field. It's a, it's an Olympic event. Um, but it's essentially, um, it's, it's one big event with all these sub events underneath it. So one person goes out and competes in essentially 10 other track and field events. So decathlon, the Greek word, um, deca, means 10. Mm, So, that's where that comes from. Um, And the events are uh, spread across two days generally, and it's the 100 meters long jump, shot put, high jump 400 meters, and then day two is 110, 110 hurdles, the discus, pole vault, javelin, and then the mile. Jeez, So spread across two days. So there is a little bit and there's a break in between Mm -hmm. and how you win is you um, you get points for essentially each place that you get. There's a there's a point system. And so at the end, whoever has the most points after the 10 events, they win the gold medal. (laughs) So if you're following me here, essentially you could win the decathlon event. Without placing first place at all in any of the events, if you're placing in the top one through three of you know the hundred meter dash, and and then you know so on and so forth with the discus and the pole vault and uh, then the mile, if you're placing in that you know second and third place consistently, you're liable to still win even though you never won a single event. My mind is blown.
1: I did did not know that.
0: Yeah. So... So you're saying you don't have to win a single event. Yeah, because it's the conglomerate Of all of them together. Of all of them together. And so I did some more research. Hmm. I just went back to the last Olympics, the Tokyo Games. Mm -hmm. So in Tokyo, the winner of the decathlon for the men's event was a guy named Damian Warner. I think he was a Canadian um, uh, from... Hmm. Yeah, I think he was a Canadian that ended up winning the event. And... I have here his scores, and if if you see here, I know you can't see on the yeah. other side, and you know and you're sitting pretty far away from me, yeah um he placed first place in two events in the hundred meters and in the long jump. he actually got eleventh place in the shot put, he got eighth place in the high jump, wow, uh excuse me, I was wrong he he placed first in three events, also the one ten hurdles um Third place in the 400, 11th in the pole vault, and seventh in the javelin. So he was on both extremes. He placed first, and and, and 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 then more towards the bottom. Yeah. Um, so where am I going with this? Um, well, and, and actually I thought about this too. And, and if people are more familiar with CrossFit, I mm-hmm. think that's similar how Makes the CrossFit yeah, Games yeah. Yep. does their, yep. their placing. Yep. They have all these events across, you know, two, three days and, you know, you could essentially win the event by placing second or third consistently. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember, you know, earlier back in the day, which I did CrossFit for like a minute. Um Me too. Ian, you were more competitive. I know. A little bit. Yeah. Till my
1: till my back <laughs> screamed at me too much and said, yeah. Stop it now.
0: But uh the guy Rich Froning, who is like one of the the the, um, the OGs elite athletes. Yeah. yeah, the OGs in and, and all of it was winning. Um he he butchered one of the rope climbs because he couldn't figure out how to climb a rope in his first event. I think he still ended up placing maybe second mm-hmm. in that, that time. Um, and then came back and figured out how to climb a rope and still couldn't, still didn't place first, but you know, he was, he did better than the, the, yeah, the previous year. I think cause he
1: got disqualified or something cause he couldn't climb the rope at all or something crazy. Yeah I, yeah.
0: I don't really remember that, but, um, so, okay, where am I going with this and being all in? Um, so i think about that using that that analogy with the decathlon and how it applies to our life you know we've got all these various you know quote unquote events that we're working towards mm. we've got our faith we've got our family we've got our business or our work we've got you know for me coaching a couple of baseball teams or just you know being a a dad a cheer dad and and like so all of these i wear all of these hats right and if if i took the old notion of hey just just focus on what you're best at and and go you know double down your efforts there which i think that's that makes sense in certain cases maybe within a very fine part of a business but when it when it comes to the broader scale of how we look at life to me that doesn't apply Mm. to me we have to be consistently at the top of all of these parts of our life to be able to be considered successful and, and well-rounded. well-rounded you're a well-rounded person and, and you could even factor in health and fitness in part of that because that's Absolutely. huge i mean you don't have to be some premier athlete like um like you ian <laughs> <but> <laughs> you can be more <laughs> And you could, you could be a mediocre athlete like me who, you know, struggles to run and keep up with you when you're running. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm still out there being active. I'm still putting you in know, work, putting in work to make yeah. sure I'm, I'm not just eating a bunch of junk mm-hmm, and I'm not, mm-hmm. um, just sitting on the couch and, and doing that. I'm, you know, I use that as more my my wine downtime at the end of the night, but I put in the work already, you know, put it, got in um, workouts and then everything else that falls in after the fact throughout my day. And so, you know, I look at this and, and if I take Damian Warner's scores here where he only placed first place in maybe three events, I think that's, I think that's really um, key to how we can manage our life. Cause I think we need to place first place And essentially our faith, being faithful to God Mm -hmm. and our family. Yeah, Everything else, we don't have to necessarily place first in our business. We, we, we need to show up and put in the work. We don't have to be first place in our health and fitness where Mm. we don't have to be obsessive, compulsive about it to where some of these other things can become idols where you're putting them above your faith and above your family, you know, and, and like it's easy for for people especially you know business owners you know we spend so much time working on our business so it's very easy to put our business above our family and even above our faith yeah. in in certain seasons of life and so you know if we are consistently towards the top in all aspects of our life mm-hmm. to me that's a big part of going all in that's winning. Like yeah. we're working towards going all in in all aspects of our life versus, Hey, I'm just going to focus on my health or I'm going to run this marathon. So I'm going to just spend all this time running and not doing anything else. I'm not, you know, I'm taking time away from my family my wife and everything else. Cause I'm just going to go run, you know, this marathon. So that's kind of how I wanted to frame up this conversation. So what are your thoughts?
1: Man, a couple of them. First off, That's really good. Uh, Again, we come into these things pretty organic. And so a couple things. Number one, you know, you always hear the, 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 you know, the term aces in your places and, you know, make sure that um, I have, and you said in a sector, this is, let's go back to what you said, you know, being um, focused and being the top at a certain thing in a sector and you're working on your strengths in a small segment of it, it makes a whole lot more sense. So when I, like, I preach to my guys, so we've got 45 employees across the great state of Texas here. And I always like, I mean, if you're two, like God's gifted us and, and designed us uniquely um, to where some, you know, some have strengths and other and, and others have weaknesses, you know, it's, it's part of it. Um, it. Like, I'll give you an example for me. Like I hate, um, low like cannot stand like Excel and paperwork and it, I just i can 't stand it right, and so I would label myself as like a two in that area, maybe even a one. My accountants may label me a minus two right, <laughs> but i I at least give myself positive, but in as far as you know vision and driving the team and and big picture right i would I would give myself maybe a seven right, and so i 've always heard, hey, look if I'm a two, why am I going to try to be a seven? Right. Um, but if I'm a seven, Man, it's it's pretty close to a ten. So let me really focus on that seven and grow that because if I'm functioning as a ten, as a visionary, a leader, I can sub out where I'm a two at right. And I think that pertains um, really good, like you said, in a certain segment in the business world. Um, but when it comes to going all in 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 our lives, um, man it doesn't pertain there. And it's, 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 I'm even convicted, even just thinking about that, like there are areas where I have put, because man, I'm a four here, right? But I'm a eight here. So I'm going to, I'm going to really focus on the eight, but the four is struggling, right? And so, um, but if we can, if we can put a little a little love, a little focus, a little tension on that four and bring it up to maybe even a six, um, what that does in our family dynamic and in our lives is is huge. Um, and so I think that's, I think that's a, a huge, huge part is like, mean, we're one, we're one being, we're one body, we're one focus, we're going in one direction, but we are subcategorized in so many different things. Like you said, coach, this, um, business owner, mom, I mean, dad, um, friend, right? And, um, and we've got to be able to, to look at all of those areas and go, Hey, where am I, where do I need to put a little bit more attention in order to grow it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was sent you a deal the other day. It's like this scan, a side note, it's like this whole body scan. I forgot what it's called, the starts of the P, but they do a whole body scan from top to bottom, right? And the whole point of the scan is to find out, you know, first, if there's anything scary going on that you don't know about, but once, most of the time that's eliminated pretty quickly, right? The second thing is to find out where you're weak at, Right. So they'll look at your hips, they'll look at your back, they'll look at all these different areas and go, hey, if you don't address this here, it's going to cause problems with where you're even good at. Right. So if you don't address the two here, it's going to cause a strain on the 10. Does that make sense? Are you are you tracking me? Absolutely. And so I think that is um as business owners, as as leaders, we have to um really address those twos. And I would say this, and I wanna add this to it too. This is where godly friends, godly accountability comes in huge. 100%. Huge, right? Because there may be areas where I'm a three or four and I don't even see it, right? I don't even know it. But if I have somebody that's watching my six and has my back and goes, hey man, there's something, it's, it's you know where you you challenged me in this Um You challenged me in this probably two years ago. Man, business was good. Even, you know, my wife and I's relationship was running. But, hey, the health side, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Right? But it wasn't, it wasn't where it should have been. And it wasn't, I wasn't putting in the time and the effort that I should have been doing. And so, over time, I've slowly began to, to work on that and, Man, I'm I'm 206 pounds. And when I first met you guys, I was 234, right? So I mean, it's not I mean, I looked at pictures <laughs> from a couple of years ago and I oh my God, like nobody told me, right? But it was, it was, there were areas where I just wasn't putting in the work. And so now I focused on that four because I had every excuse in the world, right? I was busy, I was this, I was growing businesses, I had employees, I had, you know, and it's my health is better. And in return, my relationship with my wife is better. Absolutely, My relationship with my kids is better. You feel better. I feel better. I have more energy. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, dude, I, I think
0: this is, yeah. I think that um, one of the things that I, it was just a kind of a quick comment. And then I've got a couple other thoughts was yeah. you talked about you know subbing out like and especially in business you know you're subbing out your bookkeeping and everything else like you cannot sub out your faith you cannot sub out being a dad or a mom like you mm-hmm. have to be number 1 you have to come in first place Mm -hmm. And then all these other things, you can be in fourth place or fifth place Mm -hmm. even, but if you're progressing and working on those, you know, because, you know, a guy like Damian Warner, he knows like, Hey, on the, on the shot put throw, there's a lot of strength involved that comes with that. So I can get stronger to maybe where I don't come in 11th place. Maybe I could come in sixth place. Cause now once you win a gold medal at this level, you're kind of working towards like, Hey, maybe I could go after the world record at that point. So what mm-hmm. would it take to, to, to win the world record? Mm-hmm. Well, you probably need to button up some of these other areas and grow them and progress them. And so, you know, we're coming into a point of the year where people make all these new year, new year's resolutions, and they've got this laundry list of, of resolutions. And I stopped doing that a long time ago where I kind of tweak throughout the year. Yeah. So I have these goals and we've got annual goals from a business yep. standpoint, um, just because we're also going through budget season. So that, that is always um, around the same time, but it's in terms of like my health and everything else, you know, it just, it kind of flows through um, the year and every 90 days kind of assessing that. So I'm staying on top of it, Yeah. but the vast majority of people don't do that. And so, you know, the gym, it's everybody knows this. The gym is always the busiest in that first week mm-hmm. of January. Mm-hmm. And then there is a significant drop off the second week, the third week and by the fourth week. And I've seen this, too, just at the the gyms that I go to, like you know, the first two weeks, you, you got to kind of just deal with all the traffic in there. But in the fourth week, it's just going to be back to normal and you're going to see the same people. Cause I go at the same time all the time. And so I know who the, like, we're all kind of on the same schedule. I see the people and you know, they're not my friends, but I yeah. you recognize them yeah. cause you all go at the same time. It's like, oh, it's back to normal. And, and then every now and then one or two of them stick. And so my whole point of that is when you want to make these drastic changes, you can't just like focus on all these weaknesses all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this is where the mindset of playing the long game has to really come mm-hmm. in yep. because we have to play the long game. This isn't just like a one year thing. Like, yeah. We're trying to change the root, change who we are as a person. And so you know, by default, if you're not a healthy person or if you're, you know, that's an easy one to pick on. Maybe, maybe you need to button up there. Well, like, like you did, you use the example of yourself. So like now you are a healthy person. It wasn't like you just went all in and you did some crash diet that dropped your weight. Like this has been a two year process for you to lose this weight and to get into where, you know, we ran 10 miles this morning and, and you know, that, that can't just happen overnight. So my point is like, if we have a few weaknesses that we can pinpoint, you know, gravitate towards the low hanging fruit in your life that you can Mm -hmm. change to bring those up from what you said, from a four to a six, Mm -hmm. once you get to a six, now you can go focus on the other area of your life that needs to come up a little bit more Then you tweak those things in your life like that. If it's just, it's really just comes down to prioritization, but what I said uh, to uh, the underlying context of this is just how we view it. We have to view this as playing the long game because this is, it's, it's not just a fad. Like this isn't going away. You're, you're never going to stop being a dad if you're a dad or a mom, you're never going to stop, you know, pursuing your faith. Yeah. So with those listening, like what are some practical
1: things that, that you do? So like, this is what I love about kingdom flow too, right? Is, there's never, when we're living this life, this is what excites me about life too, to be honest with you. There's never a destination. Yeah. Like we never arrive, right? And this is what gets me. So I just started seminary again, right? Which is, you know, uh, I got the official acceptance letter the other day, um, which was cool. But it's like, this is what excites me about my faith. This is what excites me about my family this is what excites me about my business is that there isn't a destination. We're right. on this journey, right? And kingdom flow is about, it's not about perfection, but it is about progression. Yeah. And it's about continually growing. And so like, if you might start off at a four and let's say my, let's just use again, let's pick on me for, uh, I was a four in my health. Maybe now I'm a six, right? But next year, um, next year I'm going to try to be a seven right yeah. like I'm going to and, and and so I'm going to I'm going to look at it across the board and go hey like how do we like I'm going to try to grow a little bit more in every area but let me ask you this so where, where would you someone listening and going hey I my, I'm not a ten in anything, right? I'm a four in everything, right? They're one of those guys that or girls that just, you know, beat themselves down, which I would say, man, you're you're an eight in something. Like I don't know if any of us are tens in anything, right. right? But you're God's gift wherever you're gifted at, you're gonna you're gonna be higher on on the on the one to ten scale, right? Just it is what it is. But what would you say? Hey, I've got all these areas in and looking at my life as a whole, it overwhelms me. And so I would some people would, instead of wanting to tackle, they have the opposite. So some people want to tackle every single thing at one time, right? They want yeah. to tackle all aspects of their life and then they fail because they're, they're tackling too many. And then some people look at it and they go, Hey, I have too many. So I'm going to be recluse and retreat and not do anything. So what are, what are a couple like, how would you, what are the two ones you would focus on and go, hey, we're coming in on a new year. And again, this is not like a new year's deal, but it's just, it's part of what we're talking about. We're coming up on a new year. What What are a couple of things that you would go, hey, this needs to be a priority, number one. Number two, tackle these first. Let's increase it a little bit here, right? And then that's going to help increase Everything else, you're going to get some victory. You're going to yeah. gain some momentum, and then you
0: can go tackle the other things. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think um, the two areas that I would pick first is you know your faith. Okay, and,
1: and what the, it, and what does it look like? Well, I, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll elaborate okay, more. Yeah, yeah, but yeah.
0: Um, so your faith, and I would actually focus on my health. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Especially like if you're if you're a husband or a wife or if you're a father our mother. So I would start on my faith because if we have that right, if we're aligned with our vertical relationship with our father, mm-hmm. everything else seems to start falling in place. Yeah. And then the hell side of it is if we are aligned with our vertical relationship with our father and we're starting to feel better physically mm-hmm. and getting more sleep and you know, we're dropping weight if we need to drop weight or we're just, you know, building more endurance, whatever that looks like for you. It's inevitable that you're going to start feeling better. Yeah. And so the physical side is now coming into alignment with your vertical relationship. So now if there's, there's no way that your relationship with your wife or your, I should say your spouse or your kids cannot get any better. And so it's got how, how I would do that, If, um, just some practical, I'll I'll rattle off some things like you have to be spending time in your word. And I believe that it needs to be in the morning. So tell me why, well, it sets the tone for the entire day and it's giving God the first fruits of your day. And it's almost like the tithe from a financial perspective. You know, we're giving him the first, the first 10, um, and then anything beyond that is just a gift. And so it's really no different with our time, you know, give him the first part of your day and let everything else fall into place. And that's not a legalistic thing. That's just something that I have found out that really works for me. Um, And I think it, it, but it definitely needs to be a priority. I know some people need a little bit more time to wake up. So if you need to go for a run and get a workout in first, then do that. But then right after that, now you're awake. Now you got the endorphins flowing get in your word excuse me get in your word get it get on your knees spend time in prayer and, and allow some time like this is really what is tough for people don't just check the box like set some proper amount of time aside so you can not be so rushed in your morning so that might mean you have to wake up a little earlier yeah and that's what people are afraid of but somebody who is just crushing the game right now with waking up earlier to 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 make sure there's a, an appropriate amount of time right now is my wife uh, she has for the longest time I've actually talked about this for a while because I'm an I'm a naturally morning person so waking up for me is is pretty easy yeah. but I took it to the extreme at a certain point in my life when our youngest was waking up super early. I mean, you've heard me tell the story, but f- there for a while um, when he was younger, he would wake up anywhere between five and five 30. And I wasn't getting up that early at the time. And so what that would mean. And, and frankly, when he would get up, he would just like burst into tears. Like that was just his, <laughs> that's how he said, good morning routine. So, uh, I finally got to a point where I was like, man, I cannot be woken up by a screaming and crying child. So I need to get up earlier so I can get a cup of coffee and give him my word and spend time and then, you know, be able to kind of catch him and shield him from my wife, who is also, you know, dealing with the same thing and, and, you know, trying to figure out what's the best routine for him. So what that looked like for me, I was getting up anywhere between four 15 and four 30 to get that in. And I don't do that anymore because thankfully he's grown out of it and he's yeah. matured from that. And, yeah. and so, um, but there for at least three years, that was my wake up call. And, um, you know, so I would, I would get up, get a cup of coffee in and then right away. I mean, and this is still my routine right away. I I get in. I, I'm, I'm praying, I'm reading my Bible and I'm, and I'm, but here's the other thing that I think completely changed for me. And one, once I started looking at it, like, cause we've all said this, I even still struggle with this today, but we, we, we hear it all the time. It's like, Hey, I have a hard time comprehending what the word is saying. Mm. Well, if somebody is saying that, and there's no action behind trying to understand on a deeper level, like and what that might look like is finding some commentary, finding um, all these, you know, resources. There's, there's so much stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta be careful what you're reading consuming, yeah. but there's so many resources out there that are available to us that at least can find some commonality. I mean, you can take the 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 big the the major context, like there's really not a, not a lot of deviation out there. I mean, sure. some, there's always going to be some wild card that might try to put their sure. own spin on what the scripture is saying. But the biggest thing when I really started trying to dig into the context of the scripture and like even down to what was happening at a point in time in that time, yeah. like not just what Western culture says, yeah. like there are so many twists and turns from how the word was meant and and how all these um, parables, especially with with what Jesus was saying and what was happening yeah. at the time were were just extremely relatable to the people of that culture. And we've turned them yep. to fit the westernized civilization. Yep. And it's just out of context. It's awful, a a lot of preachers yeah. have it wrong and, and they don't even know it. And, and it's just, that's, that's kind of the scary part of it. But once you start digging on your own and you just, it's really simple. You know, our pastor has said this all the time. I just go to what the word says yep. and you take it for what it's, what it means in the context Yeah. And so once I really started studying my Bible that way, yeah. there was a shift that started happening. And this is a compound shift. This isn't, again, it didn't happen even overnight. This was happening over the course of several months. I mean, even a couple of years yeah. to, to where I am now and how I how I study the word. And you've got my, my Dake Bible over there, yeah. um, which is also a good... Resource to sure. understand the Greek and the Hebrew, and so and then that was I, you know, belabored that topic. But we've got to read our Bibles and, and understand the Word, and there's just other little things like we can just fill our home with worship music, yep. just creating the environment, cultivating the environment to um, just posture our hearts. You know, that's that's a phrase. I mean, I'm purposeful when I say that prayer when I. I want to posture my heart or I want to submit to the presence because it's not like we're not inviting God. God's already here. Like, it's not like he's in the other room and we're inviting him into our room. It's like, no, we recognize he's already here. So we, but we actually want to submit and posture our hearts to Mm -hmm. his presence Mm -hmm. and and just constantly filling our, our minds and our hearts with that kind of stuff. Like that actually might mean changing some of the the Netflix shows that you watch mm-hmm. and, and, and it, it might need to happen. And yeah. it's, again, it's not a legalistic thing, but you can't tell me that, you know, if you're watching some show, if you're, if you're watching game of Thrones, yeah. that that's not affecting you in some way. Yeah, yeah. And and that's not holding you back from growing on a more intimate level with your father. And, um, and so I think, you know, there's a lot of so other things. Just
1: unsubscribed. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you know, uh, they they probably never subscribed to begin with. They probably just listened to a couple episodes. But you've got some things to say. Go, go. Well, what do no, you want no. to say on that?
1: Well, you know, on the Bible. So we're again, we're going back to all in. If we have, if we're looking at our lives as a whole, and we're realizing, hey, this is just, I have a lot that I have to work on. We're going to pick two things, and the two things we're picking first is Bible. We're on that subject, and then next we're going to talk about health. Well, it was more the deeper
0: relationship with the father. So Bible was a part of that.
1: Part of that. Yeah. The staggering stats are 80% of Christians who call themselves Christians don't read anything, right? They're, they're not in any kind of connection with their father at all, not only on a daily basis, but like besides like Easter and Christmas church. right? Mm -hmm. And so I would, um, to put on, on your point, you know, Hey, if this is an area where you may have, you know, grew up around church and you, you, you are a Christian, right? And, and, but you don't know where to start. I would go to the guy that, or the gal that is the most, um, that you would quote unquote say, I don't know if you would call him holy. I don't, I don't know. Whatever you would call him, right? You know, the guy or girl I'm talking about. Yeah. And go, Hey, can you. Can you help me with a few, like, can you suggest a few things for me? Right. That's good. Um, Can you suggest either, and it starts off, i say this all the time to people. It starts off, dedication starts off or determination. It starts off, it starts off difficult. Right. But then it turns into a pleasure. Like I I wake up every morning excited to open my word. I just do. Like I am, I'm reading his love letter to me every single morning and the depth of it um, just continues to grow as as I continue to grow, and so. But I would go to that the guy or gal and go, "Hey, can you help me? Give me some resources and trust you know their opinion on it." Because again, like you said, we can we can look at a, a you know you can start Google and stuff, and you get some crazy stuff, right? Oh, yeah. You just do, and so I think it is important what you're consuming, but start with something and and like. You said, Kyle, start getting in deeper and 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 start letting that evolve um, because it does. When you start with that, if you knock over that one domino first, um, it's uh, I would say it has, you're intentional for the other dominoes not to fall into place. Absolutely. You, you, so if, if you really are diving in deep with the Lord, your health has to begin to fall into place unless you're intentionally saying no to it your your relationship with your spouse has to fall into place unless you're intentionally saying no to it yeah. you see what i'm saying like yeah. when that number 1 domino falls the others have to fall right absolutely um unless you're being deliberate in saying no um and so that's what I would, I would, again, because the majority of people listening to this, whether believe it or not, the majority are still not in their words. So find that person, find some good resources and begin, begin it slow, begin the process. Just like it took me 30, you know, two years to lose 30 something pounds. It was a daily process. The same, it's the same thing here.
0: I would, why don't you take it a, a step further and I'm going to put you on the spot. Why don't cool. you call out a couple resources and we can include them in the show notes if it's a website or a book or something else. Uh, yeah, I did mention the Dake Bible. The Dake Bible is good, good for um, more Greek and Hebrew and it's not like it's very easy to, to follow. It's a very thick Bible because yep. it's, it goes, there's yep. a lot of detail there. So that's one of them that we can link to, but what else?
1: Man. So for me, um, if you wanted, you know, especially someone just starting out, the Bible can be overwhelming. Um, and so I I really like, it's called Sparkling Gems by Rick Renner. Um, he's a guy, it's, it's more than just a a book. It's a book, but it's, it's like a daily devotional, but it's more than just like three words. Like it's, when you're, you're getting a scripture and he's breaking down the Greek and the Hebrew, so you're getting both, right? You're getting some information and then you're getting some transformation kind of at the same time. And so I think it's a great resource to start out. It's incredibly thick, so don't be overwhelmed by it, but it's a daily devotional. It's usually three or four pages. So it's going to take you a good 25 minutes to read through this daily devotional. Um, that's a really good one. So what I do you know, when it, I usually sub that when my days, for whatever reason, get away from me. And I have to, ha- I, again, daily, I've got to connect with my mm-hmm. father at some level. And and I don't want it to be legalistic, but it is a standard, right? Absolutely. We, we always go back to like, hey, we don't want to be a realist, legalistic. If it's the TV show, if it's this, if it's the music, it's not legalistic, but it is a standard. It's a standard. And so God has called us to a certain standard. And as we dive deeper, the standard will continue to rise period. So I want to, everyone listening to this, if you're going to dive in and you're going to go all in, be prepared for the standard to rise and, and be prepared for those around you to look at you and go, man, this is, you know, it's a little different. It's going to make people uncomfortable. And again, I don't want to get people weirded out, but it is, it's a certain standard. And so, um, where was I? Where was well, I?
0: I was talking resources. So, yeah.
1: So is sparkling. One? Yeah.
0: Sparkling gym is sparkling one. Gym. Um, we mentioned the Dake Bible, the Sparkling Dake Bible, Gym. Um, what's another good one? Maybe a website. Mm. You know what I actually do like that what's is that? a little bit more higher level for somebody? Because we've we've mentioned Greek and Hebrew a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at a point in my life I'd be like, why do I need to understand the Greek and Hebrew? Um so that's actually a good question. So and then I'll mention this other resource. Yeah. Why is it good for somebody to understand the Greek and the Hebrew at a, at a very elementary level? level? Yeah, very, very elementary. yeah. It, it, because it's the
1: original context, yeah. right? It goes back to what you were talking before. It was, it was you know, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and then the New Testament in Greek. And, and, and it, it brings it back. Some of the words in the English language, our, our words don't, we don't have the words that their words have. And so it's like when they say... When they say love, right, there's three different words that love means in the Greek, right? So it's important for us to know, hey, what kind of love are we talking about? Are we talking about agape love, right? Um, what kind of love are we talking about? So it's, it's, it just gives context to what's going on um, and it gives clarity, Yeah. It gives clarity. So when you really, if there's a verse and I would, if there's a verse that that is sticking out and the Holy Spirit speaking to that individual with, I would pull that verse out and look it up in the Greek and Hebrew and have those
0: words translated because it brings so much more clarity to it. That's good. Yeah. So the other resource that I was going to mention that is very, um, just high level, but it, it actually helps. and, And I'll, um, especially when I start reading things in the Old Testament. Sure. I'll read this before I read the scripture sure. just to just to kind of get my mind right in that yep. zone. It's the eSword LT app hmm. and it's um it's e like letter e-sword dash, LT yeah. app and we'll link to it. But it so what I like about it is you know it has your scripture there but then there's a little button on there that you can hit for commentary mm. and the commentary aspect is what i use i don't really use it to read my bible i actually recommend reading an actual physical bible yes. i use my physical bible Me too. but i use this app as i just seek out the commentary piece I like of that. it and it is, it's a little bit higher level and it doesn't even mention Greek or Hebrew, but it does summarize the chapter Love or that. summarize it. And it even kind of breaks it down. Like, you know, sometimes we have little paragraphs and sections yep. of the Bible. So it'll even chunk it down like that. Yep. And it's, and it's a quick read too. So it can just really quickly get your mind right. And what I found is if I read that before and, and then I go in and, and read the scripture, it, I'll start you know, being drawn to certain things or like understanding certain passages, more clarity for sure. More clarity for sure. So that, that would be the other resource.
1: The last one on this is it's called the pause app too. It's, it's really good. Um, it, it basically it's, I have a timer set on my phone. We were actually talking about this yesterday at small group, like allowing time throughout the day for the Holy spirit and the presence to allow him access throughout the entire day. And so that's one thing at 10 o'clock and at four o'clock, my pause app goes off. It's a three to five minute pause and it's just, it either has Christian music playing or, um, and then for, at, for the beginners too, it, it allows certain prayers to, you can copy their prayers and start getting used to it and, and letting that flow a little bit. So that's another one. Um, it's in the app store, it's called the pause app. Yeah. So we talked about Bible
0: or we talked about relationship. You want to hit health, real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got into some very tactical things there. So on the health side, this could look like so many different ways. I think, um, you know, I am by no means a, uh, a doctor or, uh, but I have pursued health and fitness for the better part of my life. And I've, I've learned different things. And, um, so, you know what I'm doing. I'll just talk to that. What I'm doing is a combination of endurance training and strength training. Yeah. And and so, like, you, you know, the the bodybuilder type lifting and everything else that doesn't do it for me. I'm almost. I'll be 40 um, in two years, and you know, I'm 38. And so, I'm not trying to go out and max out. <laughs> like, I'm trying to just be be strong. You know, especially as a man. There's there's you know there's legitimacy in you know, data and science that proves that we need to actually lift heavy things for our testosterone. Um, and, but really same thing for, for women and, um, you know, what a common issue uh, among women, which is something that, that Lindsay actually deals with my wife is just thyroid issues Mm -hmm. as they get older. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just getting a sweat in, getting the release of the endorphins really helps with all of our hormones, man or woman, doesn't matter. So, um and strength training is a big part of that and then also following it up with endurance i mean you and i are training for a half marathon so it not it doesn't even have to be that long but sure. if you can um just start jogging around your neighborhood i mean that's completely free and yeah. and you don't have to kill it you know but yeah. just just jog and you know get your body moving and um you know, follow that up with some weight training sprinkled in throughout the week. I think you could really help yourself physically. But the biggest thing that nobody wants to do—that's the hardest part about it—is your 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 food intake. Yeah. It's, and I don't call. It, I'm careful not to use the word diet. Yeah. Because I don't see it that way. It's this is the way that I eat. My wife and I have been eating a very clean way for um, almost ten years now, and. Um, I mean, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty strict a lot of that is health induced with, with her that came, um, with some of her health issues. But when I started eating the same way she did, I, I, dude, I was popping Aids like (laughs) M&Ms on a daily basis. I'm not kidding. Like I would have to go to Sam's and buy the big box of Rolades because I was eating those and chewing those suckers every day, sometimes two or three times a day. So why is that? okay, acid reflux and that kind of stuff, uh, indigestion, heartburn, that's actually not really normal. (laughs) You know, there, there's something your body is telling you. If you struggle with that on a regular basis, you eat something that you shouldn't have, or even if you ate like you know, a salad and it's bothering you, then maybe there's something inside of you already that's telling you, Hey, every time we eat, we're going to, we're going to bark at you and let you know that (sighs) something's going on. on. Um, so that leads into like gut health and all those other things, which I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Maybe at some point we can, but it's more about awareness. Like it's really not just about, um, you know, eating your fruits and veggies. Like it's gotta be clean food, clean meats. I mean, you know, 10 years ago when we started eating this way, this was nowhere to be found. Like gluten-free wasn't a thing. Um, which I think most people, like now what I've found, most people need to avoid gluten. It's not good for you. It's highly inflammatory to our system, um, over here in the U S yeah. And you know, if we can, limit that we don't eat it at all but if you are starting from scratch like start limiting your your your, you know some of these things and and choose grass-fed meats and these types of things too to eat for your um you know for your for your burgers or you know your steaks and um and then there's so many other resources that you can recommend uh one of my favorite books that really changed the game and it's it's pretty far out there it's pretty extreme but you can chew the meat and spit out bones. the bones yep. is, um, superhuman by Dave Asprey. My boy. Um, great book. Um, don't think he's a believer. No. So, uh, but there's really nothing questionable in there, but it's from a health standpoint. Um, yeah. I think I gave you that book, you did. didn't I? Yeah, yeah. When, and no, I, you
1: suggested the book. I, suggest-
0: I, I read the book. Yeah. Yeah. It's a but good there's one. so many other things in there that he talks about, um, that, you know, science has evolved. I mean, Tony Robbins just came out with an incredible book too. I, I never finished it. Um, cause it's also a thick book, but I got about halfway through on audible. I need to pick it back up, but, um, I can't remember what it's called, but we can probably link to it in the show notes, but yeah. it's his latest book. And it's all about, um, this longevity, this longevity and yep. building this life of like doing whatever we can to be out here. I mean, people might say, Hey, I don't want to Why would I want to live past 90 years old? Well, the way that society deems like somebody in their 90 year old body, like is decrepit. And frankly, what these guys are proving is that their biological age is, is much lower than their physical age. Like, so, you know, they might be, I think Dave is somewhere in the 50 range. Um, but his biological age is like 38. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's because he's been doing a lot of these things yep. and, you know, he, he has a good, better, best in that superhuman book that I think people can adopt. And it's, a lot of it is low cost anyways. Yep. So I would, that would be my next step for somebody listening, just buy the book, superhuman yep. or listen to it on Audible yep. and take a few things and put it into practice on, on the food intake side and, and yeah. even supplement side. And then Pick it, pick you out a little routine, moving your body on the exercise with some endurance training and some strength training.
1: That's good, man. I remember, you know, in my health journey, it was, it was actually, um, it was a podcast by David Sinclair and it was Tony Robbins too. And it was talking about, um, longevity it's like you're talking about. It's the, it's the long game. It's the compound effect, right? It's the little things adding up over time that make really the biggest difference in our lives. And then when it comes to health, um, it's called, it's a podcast and we can link it as David Sinclair and it's uh, called Lifespan. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to that podcast?
0: I listened to a few episodes. A few, oh, yeah,
1: And one of them, they talk about hormesis and again, I want to, we are not doctors. <laughs> we, we, we're, we're pretty no, deep. no, no, wait, it's I'm I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it, you know, basic. But, you know, basically our, our body needs um a little bit of challenge to continue to grow and stay healthy. We've you know, in a society where we sit on the couch and eat potato chips and, and the most workout is our our thumb, Because right? it's on the you know, the T V. And so this I started off with intermittent fasting for me and so like every day, um man, I don't eat to like one sometimes two o'clock in the afternoon. Now I still like a little Taco Bell from time to time. I'm not quite as strict. (laughs) I'm about 90%, you know, 85, 90. But when, you know, when I'm eating, my wife's cooking these meals at six and I'm like 536. I'm like, 7:38. 7:38. I'm hungry, you know, and so I, I might get a Mexican pizza from time to time. But <laughs> I, I will, I, I, I intermittent fast, and um, man, it has been it's been the best thing for me. I mean, I've been able to hold off weight. Um, I think my body, you know, I've got I do my labs about every 90 days, maybe 120 days. In in my my blood work is it's not good. It is literally perfect. And I don't say that whatever, but it's perfect. Like I just got my recent ones back on Friday last week. So we, I redid them and, and, and I tested everything and it is literally perfect. And it's these little things. All I do is eliminate, you know, I eat
0: healthy the rest but of the time. They, but I know you, like it wasn't that it way. It was when not you started. that way. Yeah. No, it was not so that you way you started at all. taking your labs.
1: Yeah, it was not that way at all. And so, um, but the little things, nothing drastic. Like you said, I eat pretty healthy. Most of the time, it's usually low carb just because I'm not a huge carb guy anyway, except the Taco Bell from time to time. Um, but I think if you do it 90% or 85% of the time, the little things, I think it makes a huge difference long term. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess the way you can justify the Taco Bell is because of the release that you have the next morning. <laughs> so guys, let all that out. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's good. Everything's, everything's rolling like it should. <laughs> well, we went down a rabbit hole, but I mean, you know, as we, we kind of wind this down, you know, how we even got here talking about, you know, just reading our Bible is, is, you know, just picking off two things of going back to the all very in. beginning, we talked about being all in, not, you don't have to be the best at everything, but there are a couple things that you need to be the best at. You need to be the best with your faith and you need to be the best spouse or, you know, yeah. uh, father or mother that you are. And, you know, how we got onto the topic of, you know, f- from a practical standpoint, if somebody wanted to make some subtle changes, you know, not making these changes all at once, like That's pick, right. pick couple areas and we identified as growing a deeper relationship or maybe modifying or changing or, or just leveling up how you're doing and, and spending time in your word and yep. or maybe you're not at all and so gave some practical things there and then the health and fitness side of it because I think we get our vertical relationship right with our father which you mentioned and then we also get our physical you know, relationship yeah. with ourselves in, in a better position where we actually feel better, we start to look better. Now we actually kind of like ourselves. Yeah. We like the way we look in a mirror. Yeah. Then all these other things will fall into place more. I mean, and and if 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 they're not, then maybe we need to identify something else. So if you're doing these things, but yet you and your spouse are still at each other's throats all the time, or yep. maybe you're, you know, just quick tempered with your kids all the time then maybe that's a different conversation that you need to identify in, in your area. But that's just kind of to summarize. But one more thing I wanted to just mention to really wrap it up about being all in is, you know, you kind of said this earlier. I love this quote. Don't be afraid of work that never ends. Yeah. Don't be afraid of work never ends because it's, it is a journey and there's really not a destination and so we've got to keep pursuing, progressing and growing and living an intentional life and living intentionally is very tough work. yeah, And it can feel like a lot of work, but I can tell you when you start working and some of these other things start clicking better for you, you mentioned like you look forward to reading your Bible yeah. and everything else. And now some of these other things, it just kind of falls into place. And, and now it's not as much work. It's just part of who you are. It's part of your DNA as a person. Yeah, And it's mostly about being proactive, you know? And I think Of all, with with my wife's health journey, everything I saw with, you know, when we were going from doctor to doctor to doctor and seeing all these, you know, this whole conventional medicine side versus functional medicine. If you don't know what that is, you can just look it up. But essentially, it's conventional medicine is reactive medicine. Sure. Functional medicine is proactive medicine. And if we can be proactive in our health, proactive in our relationships, proactive in our um, intentionality, then we'll be in a much better position to continue to grow and progress and, and bring some of these things that are a four up to a six.
1: Man, to sum it up, you really start living in kingdom flow. Absolutely. That's when it starts. That's when it starts to flow. And so, um, man, good conversation today. You want to close us? Yeah, let's close. Father, um, thank you again for today. Lord, thank you, um, you're just, you're a good God and we just thank you and we love you. And Lord, I pray that this wasn't, um, this this topic just wasn't overwhelming, but I pray that, that it really, by the Holy Spirit, inspires people to begin uh, this journey with you and to to begin to knock over the dominoes in life and to see the, the reward that happens when you really begin to live with intentionality, live with the standards, live all in. And Lord, uh, when you do that, um, Lord, that the growth and the and the connection and the um, the excitement in life that happens from that, Lord, I just pray that that would happen for all the listeners and that, Lord, um, they would start this journey, Lord, of really just just living in the kingdom flow. Father, Lord, we love you and we praise you. We honor you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for listening. We hope that you feel encouraged by today's
0: episode. Help us reach the masses by leaving a review and subscribing to the show. We'll see you next time.